that would be the next in the line of priests. And as we count, I am somewhere ninth or tenth in the line of priests covering some 14 generations. I was raised in Birmingham in a Semitic worldview. And what I mean by that is that Semite is a, a word that means all the village people of Lebanon, Jordan, and Israel-Palestine. And we share one common worldview, although horribly separated by faith. As I grew up, I grew up in the old ways uh, with my grandparents, uh, my maternal grandmother's name, Sitti, in Arabic, my paternal grandfather's name, Jiddo, in Arabic. And I had the great honor, delight of sitting on my Sitto's lap as a young child, not hearing folk tales or fairy tales that others from other traditions may have heard, but for me it was to hear the Gospels chanted in Arabic. And as I sat on her lap and I heard those melodies, I learned that there was something in the Gospel texts, there was something underneath the words, there was a rhythm or what we might call a grace that touched my heart and held me in awe in my early years. Now, those years of hearing the gospel chanted and, and receiving them from my sitto, my grandmother, came together in a new way, uh, a profound way, a true way, when I was seven years old. I stood outside my sitto's house on a what would have been a beautiful May evening, except on this May evening, we stood with my family outside that house as after it had been set on fire. Someone or some ones had broken into the house shortly after sunset, and um, they had done a particular way of burning a house, which in Birmingham, this was a way that, that racists uh, did it. They left a signature behind. They went through that house and they gathered up everything in the house that looked like it had come from Lebanon and poured it into a pile on the living room floor. And then next, they went through the house, and they gathered up everything that looked Catholic, statues, rosaries, and put those on top of the, the objects from Lebanon. And lastly, they put on top of the pile crucifixes, doused it with kerosene, threw kerosene around this simple wooden structure, lit the match, and fled. Now, we horribly stood outside that burning house, made all the more horrible by the fact that we did not know where our sitto was. And that was quite unusual for her, even in the days long before cell phones. She was always on the phone to, to someone in the family. So we had the unmistakable impression that perhaps we were not simply watching her house burn, that we were also watching a funeral pyre. Fortunately, about an hour later, she drove up. She had been taken to church that night. There was a novena going on. And we joyfully received her presence. But that was not the moment that most touched my heart. It was five days later when all of my family was together yet again, as we always were on Sunday dinner, lunch in the South, 
And even in those days, there were some 70 of us that were gathered together, but this time we weren't at my sitto's home. We weren't sitting at a great table uh, with fine china. We were sitting, I believe, in my aunt and uncle's basement on uh, metal folding chairs uh, around uh, plywood tables uh, set on wooden charley horses. But as has always been true, my sitho led us in saying grace. Once she did, she sort of looked around the room. Now, she had a way of her glasses sort of sliding down her nose, and she looked up over her glasses and looked around the room. In my memory, she looked at each one of us and held our gaze for a few seconds. Then after what was a profound silence,